walked out a movie So if you're Gregory, let me be your Audrey, yeah Try to tell you how I feel, but I can never work it out about a half hour west of Chicago, you'll find a town called LaGrange. I've been there. It's your typical suburban Midwestern city, but LaGrange lucked out and produced some major talent. Josie Dunn is a mega-talented singer-songwriter, who also plays the trumpet, who has toured with names like Ben Rector, Julia Michaels, and Andy Grammer. Honestly, the first time I heard her music, I was a fan. Then I was able to meet her backstage at a show here in the city at Park West. There's just something authentic about Josie and her music that is refreshing and endearing. I believe when I first mentioned coming on the podcast, her response was, oh, hell yeah, dude. And she put her number into my phone. Interacting with such a genuine human makes you feel good. And her music carries that authenticity too. Plus, danceability. I sat down with Josie to chat about her background, songwriting process, musical ambitions, and her seventh grade talent show. Without further ado, my chat with Josie Dunn. You're from the suburbs, WGM, so very Chicago-centric. Talk to me about how you got to where you are, like, from growing up in the suburbs. Well, I think that growing up in the suburbs um, of Chicago has been, like, just something I'm so grateful for in my life. The friends and family that I have in LaGrange are, like, so supportive and have Mm -hmm. always been throughout my entire career. So it's been really cool for me to get to go back to get to come back to Chicago and see how that they're still with me you know the same mm-hmm. people that's watched me in the talent show when I was in like seventh grade are had come to like we just played House of Blues last night and it was sold out and they are at that too you know so it's been Aww. really really fun I think growing up in Chicago and especially growing up in the suburbs has been like I'm so grateful for that what were you doing in the talent show in seventh grade <laughs> um <laughs> I did a song, I did a mashup of all of the, like, n- biggest songs of that year. It was, like, a ten-song mashup. Okay. And I had to fit into, like, two minutes because you were, each person was only allowed, like, a two-minute slot. Okay, okay. So I did a mashup of, like, there was probably some Justin Bieber, Katy Perry. You should redo that with the same song. Yeah, you sh- I was going to say, like, you need to put that out. I, sh- I should. It'd be a bunch of songs that people were like, oh, I forgot about, like, I think that song, like, um, Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. I'm pretty sure that was. Oh in my there. god! Yeah, it was a bunch of songs like that. Amazing! It was awesome. It was a hit. The crowd loved it. <laughs> <laughs> what sparked your passion for music then? Like, when did that start? I come from a really creative family, so um, all of my siblings do something it, like in the arts and creativity, um, and so I think I just grew up in a household where, like, for fun, we would just paint as a family or you know play with like Legos and stuff it was all really creative stuff and so um I think being being there and with a family that's really supportive of like do whatever you want to do and do it to, to the max okay they um that I just kind of fell in my lap I guess so when did you start music then I know you played the trumpet yeah <laughs> yeah I started I started doing music like I would sing to myself but I was really shy until about 
honestly, it was around sixth grade, seventh grade. I played my first show in seventh grade. I told my aunt, I was like, I really want to start playing shows. And so she booked me to play um, in the LaGrange, the LaGrange Pep Parade. She has like a party after at her inner yard. Like it's like, couldn't be more casual. There's like 40 people or something around. Mm -hmm. And um, that was my first gig was playing at the Pep Parade party. That so, is awesome. Yeah. Did you I, do your cool, like, mashup? <laughs> I did my mashup. <laughs> it, it was another crowd. Pleased another crowd. And, um, yeah, it was really good. But that was my first show. So I was really, really shy about it until about middle school. And then I started doing it and was just kind of like, this is totally what I want to do. And then seeked out as many gigs as I could find after that because I just loved it. When did you start writing songs? Not that long ago. Like, honestly, I... Well, I mean, I guess it was kind of long ago now, but... um, I was, like, 16, around 16 or 17 when I wrote my first song. I always thought, I'm not a writer, I'm not a writer. Um, I don't know, I just didn't... It never, like... That part of it didn't really interest me Mm -hmm. until I just sat in my room and was like, I'm gonna come out of here with a song I want to write a song even if it's the worst song ever written <laughs> I wanted like I want to have a finished song by the time I leave my room okay and then I just fell in love with songwriting and started going down to Nashville and uh co-writing with a bunch of people my now manager but was used to be my publisher mm-hmm. would set me up on rights and um okay. it was really cool so I feel really lucky that like I wrote a couple song crappy songs in my bedroom and then was kind of thrown into like writing in Nashville with people that are way out of my league in writing in the writing world okay so I, I like imme- it was really cool I feel like I've like learned how to write through these co-writes with people that are like my favorite producers and my favorite songwriters it's been a real I feel really lucky so what is your process now for writing a song every song is different but normally the way I do it is um, start with some kind of like a loop, a drum loop, or a tra- like a guitar kind of thing, or whatever. You get a little bit of a track going, and um, then then write a melody over that, which is like on nonsense syllables, like just dabba dabba do whatever. You get a melody that you really like, okay. and then attach lyrics to the melody. But it's different. Okay. It could be different every time, and the lyrics take the most time because that's the the hardest part to get right is the lyrics. Right, and your lyrics are very. It seems like a lot of storytelling. I don't want to say simple. It's not a derogatory thing, but they're just yeah. so relatable and like oh, thank they just you. seem so. Thank you. How do you get inspired for different things? I try to write all from stuff that's actually happened to me or stuff I've actually felt or that I've seen my friends go through where they'll tell me a story and I, I'm like, that's a song. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Um, my friends have to be careful what they tell me. <laughs> so I just turn it into songs. Or they do it on purpose. Yeah. So they yeah, can get a cool like, song. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's all stuff that I've actually gone through or actually seen happen. and mm-hmm. Because I think that's, that's what people want to hear, you know. And, uh, Another, going back to, like, growing up in the suburbs, I think that there's a lot of people right now in the music world are, like, kind of chasing this dark, uh, like, kind of twisted, like, mysterious mystique. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I 
can't be that. I'm a bad actress, so I couldn't fake that I, like, have this <laughs> okay. dark side to me and, like, you know, stand back and wonder what I'm like. Because I'm, that's not me. And I grew up in LaGrange. It's, like, the nice, yeah. it's, like, a great, I've had a great, nice, happy life. So I just try and take stories of growing up in this very, like, wonderful childhood and mm-hmm. turn in and like you know high school experience and college experience and like living a normal life yeah and then yeah. I try to turn that into a story because I think that that's what for me as a listener that's what I like to hear more than you know like this thing that I can't relate to about how you know this person's been heartbroken and they'll never love again <laughs> I'm like I don't know <laughs> usually when I get heartbroken I'm like ah, oh, there's more fish in the sea we'll see how it goes you know oh I need that out of time <laughs> That's good, though. I mean, I'm glad yeah. that you're not pretending. And you can tell that it's all genuine and coming oh, from Oh, well, good, good. I like the song. I, w- I, would, I would be curious to know what's behind the song Mute, but you definitely don't uh, need to tell uh, me. I mean, that's right just now. basically a song about making out with somebody. The, we, um, we wrote that song, and I, just, I wanted to tell, like, the most realistic story that I possibly could, like, in the verses. Mm-hmm. Right, with, like, right. I was like, let's throw in words, like... Call of Duty into the song. Yes. So like, the second verse is about like they're playing Call of Duty, and there's like all these little things that I'm like, let's just make this as as real as it can get, kind of. And then, but mm-hmm. the hook of it being like, um, let's just shut up and make out, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. There's a line like, "You look like a oh, man, you look but like you talk like a boy." Like a boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, welcome to like every guy I've met the past year." <laughs> But it's stuff like that, like super relatable. So, oh, well, good, good. I know I might have come across an oar, but you look like a man and talk like a boy. Now we've already said everything, everything. It's time to use our lips for better things. Can we hear mute? What do you hope people get from your music? Um, I hope that people, like you said, I hope I really hope people can relate to the stories, mm-hmm. and I hope people have fun listening to my music too. Like I don't take myself very seriously, and my songs don't take themselves very seriously. I think you know, so like okay. I hope that people can turn them on and just like you know, like can we hit me? You know, people can just have fun and dance around and yeah, jam it in their car with their friends and sing really loud. I would say they're very danceable. <laughs> okay. Who are your musical inspirations or like people you just like listening to? Yeah, I grew up on a lot of Motown and like R and B soul. So okay. my favorites that ever. Yeah, my favorites ever are um, like Stevie Wonder. I love Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. Etta James, and Aretha, and all those old cats. I think they 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 like put a certain kind of heart in music that is not found as much in pop music anymore and i just adore it okay so i've kind of tried to you know like sprinkle a little bit of that even just instrument wise like i use trumpets mm-hmm. a lot and i i play the trumpet and playing like using like live bass and stuff in the songs to have like kind of a, the human touch okay to give it a little bit of heart so yeah that's those I would say were my are my biggest influences. Besides music, what other kinds of arts influence oh. your music? Well, I I love movies. Like I'm a big movie like mm-hmm. buff. Not I mean not buff, but I, I love movies a lot. Got it. Got yeah. It. I um my favorite director ever, 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 who I would say is a huge influence of mine mm-hmm. visually and just aesthetically is Wes Anderson. Okay. I, Door okay. Wes Anderson. He is like my hero. What's your favorite Wes Anderson film? Life Aquatic. I, I haven't seen it. It's 
it's the best one I think. Okay, okay. It's really good. I'll watch it's it. It's super, <laughs> super good. Okay. Um, yeah, and and I love like fish stuff and marine biology, so that that's all based around like it's like an ocean explorer guy. It's like really similar to like Jacques Cousteau kind of mm-hmm. vibe, and so um, I I just that's my favorite one totally because it's like ocean and Wes Anderson mixed. The perfect blend. That's the perfect storm right there. What would you be doing, do you think, if you weren't doing music? Um, it doesn't have to be something you're actually trained for right now. Yeah, Just, like, I think dream job. Besides if that. I would, I really love, um, like, social media and marketing and all that stuff to me is really, really exciting. And, like, mm-hmm. like one of my, some of my favorite parts of what I get to do is, like, coming up with the concept and making a video around the song and you know like finding ways to be like oh we could work with this brand to do this you know like I just did I just did this line with Sperry and Zappos for Good that uh I'm actually wearing the shoes right now. They're shoes that make that use plastic that's been collected from the ocean to make the shoes. Wow. Yeah, so it's Those all cool made. Too. They're entirely made from uh, ocean plastic, which is really, really cool. So, like, getting to do stuff like this where I'm so passionate about it and then getting mm-hmm. to, like, go in and create this, make this project, you know, it's stuff like that is really, really exciting to me. So, I think probably something in, like, marketing or... In the okay. business world, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe genetics in my DNA, something in my brain I don't mind. I can't resist the yeah, I fall for it every time. Good boys do bad things to me, make my heart go bum buddy dum bum. Good boys just switch on something. Try to. What is your favorite video that you've done? I loved doing the mute video. The mute video was very fun. Mm-hmm. I got to dress up as a bunch of different character, like TV kind of personality people, and um, got to wear a bunch of wigs. Yes. <laughs> and it was really fun. It was really funny. It was really funny. So that that was probably my favorite one okay. that I've done. But, I mean, I say that, and I think it's going to be really hard to beat my old the old school video that with I, your parents yeah with my parents I got to do that video with my parents in the house that my dad grew up in which he bought for my grandpa so it's the house I grew up in too and it's all around um, Lagrange and like it, that's that's a super it's like so personal right right so it that was super great to that was probably my favorite video that I've done that's gonna be hard to beat but mute was a lot of fun as well just because it was just goofy and all the way yeah. <laughs> I got to wear a bunch of wigs. So. I'm like, what was your favorite yeah. wig? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, what's the best part about touring? Because you've been touring with a bunch of different people. Yeah, I think the shows obviously are probably the most fun part of touring. Uh, but also, it's been just a joy getting to open for people that I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. because. I get to watch their show every night and really I feel like I'm learning a lot about every time I watch um, either Julia Michaels show or Ben Rector's show or when I was on with tour with Andy Grammer and watching his show like you pick up little tricks and learn so much about what I want my show to look like mm-hmm. and um, they've been all three of them have been incredible like mentors and so that's been really really another great part of touring. Who would you want to open for you Ooh. on your tour? 
That's a good question. I'm a really big fan of a lot of like the pop acts that are, especially the women pop acts that are coming up right now. They're doing mm-hmm. kind of like something a little different. Okay. Um, this it wouldn't make sense because they have a bigger following than me. So no, that's okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, then I would. I, I love Sigrid, and I love. Ooh, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love Dagny. It's really cool, and Anne Marie. Um, one of my buddies is Lennon Stella, who's a pop artist right now. That's so awesome. She's okay, we will great. talk. Oh, my, her EP. I'm like dying. I it's love so it good. so much, and she's she's the like just super sweet and really cool. So it'd be fun to go on tour with like a friend too. Yeah, that would be fun. She's another one that the lyrics, I'm just like, I know. are you kidding me right it's now? It's like, clever. I lived like, this. I know, I know. And clever. So um, it, any of those people would be really cool. There's like a million other people that I would love to go on tour with. But Cool. There's first ones that pop in my head. Besides Chicago, which is obviously the best city, <laughs> what's Duh. your other favorite city to play? Ooh. Or that you've played? I mean, I live in Nashville now, so it's... It feels a little bit like a home show because it's all friend. It's a lot of friends, and when I play in Nashville, which is really fun, mm-hmm. it's really fun. So that I would have to say that's probably my second favorite place. But on the tour, we've I've been on in the last two and a half months now. The my favorite stop was Salt Lake City. Interesting. Yeah, which is not what I expected, but they were so loud that they were so loud that that had to be my favorite stop for sure. That surprises me, but that's I good. And it's not that I didn't have high expectations for Salt Lake. I didn't really think about it, but Salt Lake City exploded my expectations. They were awesome. So I'm down to go back to Salt Lake City. From Grange, from the suburbs, now you're doing huge things. What's your best advice for someone who is in a similar spot that you were that wants to like take the leap? I would say my biggest piece of advice would be write a million songs because that's okay. how I really learned who I am. I think as a as a person and as a, a an artist was just sitting down and writing a of songs and then looking at them and then you figure out what the common thread is and like what you do best yeah as a as an artist and um that that has been probably the biggest thing was like all of my development as an artist was just sitting down and writing a, a bunch of songs so that would probably be my biggest my biggest piece of advice how do you balance your time uh following all of your passions like doing music writing songs and performing and going out and yeah. doing like collaborations and videos i think ba- like balancing the time is the hardest part for sure but I think if you just stay in the moment of like this is what I'm doing right now, then that's the best way to do it. It's like, all right, well today I've got a show. That's all I can think about. I can't think about how I'm behind on editing the tour diary and I gotta post this video and I gotta remember to do this and like this or whatever whatever the thing is you have to do that day. Right. If you just stay in the moment of like I'm whatever, I'm playing a show today and that's all I have to think about, mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it, I think. Okay. Deal with the that stress later. <laughs> yeah, right. One thing at a time is One actually a really time. good piece and of advice. And it's way harder than you think to yes. to th- do that. You know what I mean? So I think that that's the that's the best way I've found right now. But um, 
also just learning how to say no to stuff is really important. Um, and at a, a beginning stage like this, it's kind of, you don't get to say no a lot. And not that you want to. Like, I want to take any opportunities I can get. But having a great team around me that knows when to go, ah, we can't play this one-off show in L.A. because we're in New York the day before. And that's mm-hmm. going to be so hard to get across the country. You know, like, whatever the thing is. Just right. having a team around me that goes, we're going to come back to this opportunity. We're going to come back to this opportunity. We're going to come back to this opportunity. Just to keep the whole thing, you know, the whole ship running smoothly. That makes sense. Yeah, a great team. Don't care, it sounds cliche, but every time you leave, I want you to stay. So what's next? I gotta finish um, another EP. I have a new EP coming. So yay! Yeah, which okay. is very exciting. But I have to re- be writing the songs that will go in it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So we're there right now. Yeah, got so it. we're there. We've got. I've got a couple of them that I'm really excited about. And mute and same, which are already out, will be on it. And um, I've been testing a couple songs on the road. So, you know. That's been it's feeling good, and I'm really excited to put these songs out, and I feel great about it. So, but I have to finish them up, and I have to write a couple more. <laughs> Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Um, my name is Josie Dunn, so it's all like it's all like Josie Dunn is my easy handle. Perfect. No, Pretty easy, no, like simple. Extra There's no extra jazz. Underscores, numbers. No. I think on Twitter I'm Josie Dunn Music, but that's the only the only fancy pants one. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. Shows thank up you. Right when he said he would With flowers in his hand Chivalry ain't dead While everybody seems to love Thank you again to Josie Dunn. All of these incredible songs that you've heard in the episode are hers. You can find more about Josie at josiedunn.com and make sure to download and stream her music across all platforms. You can find more episodes of Artistic License on wgnradio.com and more of my art in general at rachelwoodallmedia.com. Until next time, I'm Rachel Woodall. Thank you for listening to Artistic License. My baby loves me all school swings me like they used to classic black up blue mom he loves me all school pebbles in my You're on a song Sunday morning. What do you do on Sunday mornings? <laughs> Love that question. Uh, sleep in for sure. Sleep. Sleep. And on my waist we start to dance. No, he's not looking over. The bitches over my shoulder, yeah.